because of course like, I, didn't, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. My, my first time making ramen. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because I, I ended up selling that first fucking what? bowl of ramen. Yeah. Well, how, many, how many servings did you make the first time? Um, I think I made like 60. You made 60 servings and sold it on your first time you ever made ramen? Yeah. That's I was so like, fucking fuck crazy. Fuck <laughs> I'm like, what do I have to lose? Hey everybody, welcome back to the Way Ramen Podcast. On today's episode, I sit down with one of the OGs of our little internet ramen community we got going here, Alex Park, who also goes by the name Darth Gastronomy on Instagram. Alex is a traditionally trained chef who's been in the ramen scene for around 10 years now. And so just to give you a little bit of perspective, 10 years ago, Instagram was invented as an app to help you take better pictures of your food. It was invented. Ramen Lord would post his first post on Reddit maybe three years later. So Alex has been in the game for a long time. With 17 years of professional kitchen experience, Alex has skills that many of us home ramen cooks are still pretty far from developing, myself included, or myself as the poster child for that. And it really reflects in the ramen that he's able to make. In this episode, he talks about his philosophy for making ramen and what senses he uses to critique his own cooking. He also opens up on the realities of working in these high-pressure kitchen situations and environments. It's rare for anyone to be this honest as Alex is on this podcast, so for many aspiring chefs out there, this might be a great listen for you. Just a heads up, there's kind of a lot of swearing in this episode, so if you have kids and you don't want them to hear that stuff, you might just want to listen with headphones to this one. All right, without further ado, here is Alex Park, a.k.a. Darth Gastronomy, on the Way of Ramen podcast. Enjoy. All right, man, thanks for coming on the show. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No, and I also appreciate you spending so much time in the Discord server too now, so. It's fun, man. (laughs) That's awesome. So let's get right into it. Can you introduce yourself and tell everybody how you got into making ramen? Because you make some really great looking stuff, so I'm kind of curious myself. Uh, uh, My name's name's Alex Park. Um, I actually started ramen because I fell in love from from eating it, like a lot of people, you know. Uh, My best friend I was living at at the time with, we lived in Stanton. That's like kind of near Knott'sbury Farm area. Uh, there was a ramen shop that he took me to. My first ramen shop that I ever went to, and the first bite, I just instantly fell in love. I mean, because I'm Asian, so I always I grew up with instant ramen and all that. But that first taste of real ramen, I was just so blown away that I just kept going back like four times a week. Then eventually, I wanted to make ramen. Because I've I have 17 years of professional experience in the kitchen. Oh shit! I didn't know that. So yeah, so I've been been a professional chef for a long while now. Um, yeah, I just just kept eating more at more shops and kept experimenting more, and here today, you know. What year was that? And what shop was that? Do you remember? Uh, what year was it? I think it was 2010. I'm gonna say. Oh wow! Uh, the shop is Goman. God damn, you've been you've been in the game since like Kazo started was like blogging on, yeah. on his holy shit. I didn't realize that. I thought you were like young, like all the weebs in the, in nah, the I'm, I'm thirty I'm thirty seven. <laughs> oh, you're like right around the same age as me. I'm thirty-eight. One second. Yeah, I'm, gonna, right? I'm gonna turn on the light because I can see the sun going down already. Cool. The light was already <laughs> on. I'm an idiot. Sorry about that. I didn't know that, oh, man. Oh, that's that's, yeah. that's super cool. So so how did you like what did you go like culinary school and things like that before that? And I went to a junior college. Uh, Cerritos College is really good, really known for their culinary program. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, culinary school, unless you're going to like fucking CIA or Johnson and Wales, is not really important. I mean, even even then, I would say pers- from my personal experience, it's not important at all. 
Only because you're, I mean, like any kind of any job, you know, it's best learned on the job. Because what culinary school will teach you is like the backstory of Escoffier and the techniques and like the old school cuts, like the Julienne or the Tournays. Um, and then quote unquote service would be like five tickets at a time, you know, and that's the rush. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a restaurant, rushes can last hours and you'll be eating the shits. You know, it's like tickets are fucking piling up and yeah. Yeah. yeah so so you went to this the school and then you were like working as like in kitchens from like from like in your 20s all the way to like or how long were you working in kitchens before you got into ramen i guess um let's see it's 2020 now i mean from from 2011 or 2010 like i said it was, so i've been making ramen for a while now and then i mean i don't think it's the shit i don't think it's the best but i I just do what I think tastes good and then hoping that people that buy it or taste it will enjoy it. No, that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. I always, I always kind of wonder like how important the culinary background is like how, how important did you feel like that was to your ramen game? Oh, going tremendous, man. Tremendous. And like what aspects of that do you think like helped you out the most? Uh, technique wise, flavor wise, it's, the profile you know mm-hmm. you get enough experience under your belt and you can know that some this will work with this and this will conflict for example like shallots and garlic of course it's onion and garlic that's gonna work together um a big no-no in the industry is artichoke and fish <laughs> those two things do not go together but i'm gonna say that david lynch of manresa mm-hmm. crazy good chef um he, I believe he did an artichoke dish with a snapper, which kind of blew my mind because, again, like, well, I was always taught never fucking do artichokes and fish. <laughs> so I'm going to eventually I'll try it myself. But, you know, it's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's. Yeah. See, I was like, I was looking at your stuff on Instagram. I was like, man, like, I wonder if you kind of like I kind of thought maybe you did have like some background working mm-hmm. in kitchens and stuff. What kind of restaurants were you working at? Um prior or are you still working at now or like, um, is, it, is it is it ramen kind of primarily or is it like other kind of cuisines or? no it's like before i was for load i was doing my first catering job oh, okay so it's it's everything like from italian to french to japanese to mm. korean chinese uh what was it um my first job was actually i was still actually in culinary school and it was a fine dining steakhouse so that's where I started off. Uh, chef saw something in me. Like a year in, I became sous chef already. Oh, wow. And that's where I really started pushing myself, you know. I was one of those young cooks that never took vacations. Mm-hmm. Just worked myself to the bone. Um, but with that, I, I mean, I, I never regret that because I learned so much. And then went to the next job, went to the next job. I actually, like, like, uh, like Ernie, I, I actually did sushi for a couple of years too. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're um, talking about um, Confucius Eats, right? Because he was am, talking yes. about hanging out with you in a couple of weeks or something. You're, yeah, you're yeah. either going to go up there, or he's going to come down to see you and stuff. And he's going to hang out, make ramen or something. Eat ramen, probably. Yeah, eat ramen. <laughs> <laughs> he, he told me he needs to do more, uh, more research. So oh, that, that, that guy is opening his own shop soon, which is Dude, fucking it's, crazy. It's almost there. It's crazy, man. Like, especially in the middle of a pandemic, it's like, 
I want to tell the guy, what the fuck are you doing? But I know. he's like, I have your fucking back. You know, we've only been talking for a little bit, but super cool, dude. Ernie's a great guy, man. Like, yeah, he, man. I, I just really hope he he does everything. I mean, he's she's doing everything he can to try to make it work. But man, it's it's so crazy. It's like so fast. Yeah. Dude. But uh, yeah. Anything, anything we can do to help him, I'm guaranteed going to try to jump in. Oh, and yeah. Help him. Same, man. So how did you how did you go about learning how to make ramen the first time? Was it basically just where did you start looking? Did you well, honestly? I, mean, I didn't look at all. Okay. I just went with my instincts. That's, um, that's kind of crazy because isn't it like a lot of things in making ramen? It uh, some people say like it's yes and no, like it's kind of opposite of what people learn in culinary school a lot of yes, times. But yeah. So how did you go about like what was your first bowl was kind of like, and then how did that go from there? My first bowl was a tonkotsu shoyu. Um, I used for the, for the tare, I used like just the, some of the leftover, the spent bones, threw that in extra like wings and stuff, grow that up, uh, onion, garlic, uh, usual suspects, whatever. And just cook that down, like really super thick though. Cause of course like, I didn't, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> My first time making ramen. Yeah. But it's funny because I, I ended up selling that first fucking what? bowl of ramen. Yeah. Well, how many how many servings did you make the first time? Um, I think I made like 60. You made 60 servings and sold it on your first time you ever made ramen? Yeah. That's I was so like, fucking fuck crazy. Fuck <laughs> I'm like, what do I have to lose? Like, well, that's the thing. Yeah, right? you're, you're already a, a professional like, you know, in the culinary world and you're yeah. working that kind of thing. So you kind of knew how to do, you know, how to manage your costs and your price per unit and things like that. And, mm -hmm. Most home cooks that are trying to transition into doing pop-ups or kits, they have no idea. So you did like a pop-up or something right away? Uh, no, not right away. It's what the job I was working at. I, I did it there. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. So the, so you're working on a job and you're like, hey, I'm going to make ramen. And you kind of just, they put it on the menu or something? Yeah. Ah, oh, And sold out like the first night, the first weekend, sold out in like two hours. So I was doing something right. Yeah. Because you know? it was in Long Beach. No one in Long Beach, like there, I, to my knowledge, there was no one in Long Beach that was in ramen. Oh, that so was like that, 10 years what, ago. So yeah. Like, yeah. What, what has it been like, you know, like watching that? Cause you were, you were like really early. Cause I don't even know if Kazel was making ramen 2010. He might've just started or he was in oh, Japan. That, that was 2013. That was a different job. My bad. Oh, okay. 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 I yeah. see. I see. But still, that's still really early compared to like, I only got into like a couple years ago and mm -hmm. you know, Mike's been in it for a while too, but yeah. I would say he probably started around the same time as you because he's only mm -hmm. 30. So he must've been in college 10 years ago. Yeah, but he's so fucking knowledgeable. It's ridiculous yeah. encyclopedia of, of ramen. I just do it by instinct. I don't read that much anymore. Uh huh. I just do it. If this is gonna work, this is gonna work. Yeah, I got this. This works. Cool. Let's do it. So you never like read Mike's recipes or kind of like I think I read like bit. one like Tantanmen like a little while ago, and then uh -huh. like two of his noodle things. But that's essentially it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not one to read into things heavily. Uh -huh. it's just not my style so know? is it more like you go out and you go out to a restaurant taste it come back try to make it or exactly exactly oh, train man. of thought yeah just so which restaurants kind of inspired you in the beginning like which ones were you trying to recreate when you first started goman of course <laughs> you know um i mean it's not the, not the best ramen but it's my first ramen so it's my favorite um got one here. Here, here, here comes here comes that little too much drinking thing. Can you repeat the question for me? No, no, like what, you, what, you, <laughs> like what, what restaurant specifically were you trying to like emulate in the beginning? So uh, Go Ramen was one, and then 
Like, is there any other, like, because that's, is that like a tonkotsu, like a thick tonkotsu you're trying to emulate? Yeah, they had, then... had tonkotsu. It was kind of watery, honestly. Oh, okay, okay. Like a it wasn't watery very tonkotsu. viscous, yeah. I wonder if it was kind of like a kit, like a, one of those, like, soup-based tonkotsus that were. I don't know. I couldn't know because they had the, the biggest pots in the back. Oh, they had the biggest pots in the back and yeah. stuff. Oh, okay, okay. So they're, they're, in their, they're doing their thing. Um, in between that and, like, a couple years ago, I didn't really emulate, try to emulate. You're just kind of just cooking what you the felt mountain, like cooking and stuff. The mountain, exactly. Like, I'm pretty sure you saw my fucking bullshit Italian ramen. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, that's... Yeah, tomato, that, wadadashi, and, and, you know. It's um, fucking sick, though. There's but someone you, in the... Oh, oh, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Someone in the uh, chat. There's someone in the chat, Alexios. Uh, my, I met him through a Facebook group, ramen mm-hmm. Facebook group, and on Ramen in Common. Um, he actually does a semolina alkali noodle because he's Italian. Yeah, Italian yeah. Or so I wanted to make his recipe for the Italian ramen, but unfortunately Sprouts didn't have any semolina, so I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, that guy it's, was it's one of my yeah. that guy was one of my early followers too. On um, oh. it's so crazy because like the the ramen community online, mm-hmm. it's like it's so like it was so broken and fragmented, and it still kind of is. But if people just seek it out, like if you if you're doing anything, people just find you somehow. It's kind of yeah, it's weird. It's been, kind of, it's been kind of crazy. I mean, it's awesome. Like, it reminds me of um, just like my last businesses or last business was dealing with music and ukulele. The ukulele because mm-hmm. we're in Hawaii. And it was kind of really similar. People just kind of sought it out because there was nothing. And they're just, if you can find anybody that's kind of doing similar things, you kind of like latch onto them really quickly. So it's been, oh, yeah, definitely crazy. How, do you, how did you learn all those things? Like um, going back to making ramen, like how did you learn like tare oil all these things you know like if you never really watched or looked at recipes and things like how did you learn how to do all those things i, mean, I, I did watch videos okay okay N- not not a lot though I, mean, uh-huh. I do have some books but i rarely look at books either uh i mean i i just i guess i'm learned mostly through talking to other people okay okay you know instead of like visually or visually learning about it yeah, yeah. um did you hit up Mike a lot? Who did? You, who were you hitting? Up I, I hit. I hit up. I hit up Mike decently. Uh, it was uh-huh. mostly Go Ramen because I followed him before Facebook. Oh, serious? Oh, like his blog? I, I think. I think his yeah, blog. the blog. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Wow. Yeah. Um, I just but, knew like he was. Huh? Yeah, but like I said, like at that time, I don't even know if Kazo was cooking ramen or then making ramen. Maybe it was like right when Facebook happened. Or I, I don't remember. I see, my, I see. my memory's fucking garbage. So no, no. Like <laughs> it, it's 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 a long time too. Like I I mean I didn't even know I knew of Mike way before I knew of Kazo to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you were, that's, you were so early that I can't even imagine like what resources were available for you at that time. Cause I think even Mike's oldest recipes on Reddit are maybe like six years old or something. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not super old either. Hmm. That's freaking crazy. It's awesome. So do what you love. Yeah. So how do you, how, how did you kind of, um, have you just been making ramen this whole time? Like working in kitchens, working at, you know, shops and things and then making ramen on the side or like. And selling ramen or what have you been kind of been doing this whole time or just making ramen at home primarily or making ramen um, never, at your shops I'm, i've never made a ramen. i've never worked at a ramen shop mm-hmm. um, i was just like wherever i was executive chef or sous chef whatever i was just on special oh, okay um uh, for now since i'm for load i do the kits from home which is fucking illegal but you know <laughs> worried about fucking the pandemic and fucking I know, guy, like, I'm not gonna say his name, but you know, <clears throat> it'd be so fucking dick to like shut people down if who are trying to like just scrape by and make whatever money they can make, you right? Know, with, right. with the lockdown and stuff, it'd yeah. be just, like so 
bad PR for everybody. I mean, that it's, uh, it's, it sounds like something the American government would do, though. Yeah, yeah. But not going, sure. to, not going to politics. Throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you were executive chefs at some places. Like, what yeah. places were you executive chef at? Uh, the last one was a high-end bar, um, like vacation t- bar in Santa Ana. Uh, like, but the food, I, I did like kind of stoner food, uh-huh. but kind of elevated, you know, like tapas or something, or um, like like drug people food. Oh, drunk like, people like food, like fr- loaded fries and shit. I, I did, like uh-huh. kimchi fries and like wings and the usual suspects. So but the mm-hmm. owners are kind of fucking garbage, so I quit. <laughs> um. Where else was I executive? I was I was actually CDC of our chef de cuisine of the sushi restaurant. Oh, okay. Um, other than that, it was just mostly Sue. Like I don't have that much executive experience. Uh-huh. But still, like that's way more. Honestly, I I feel like that's so much more experience than a lot of people have in the ramen. A, a lot of people in the ramen community, I feel like, are home cooks mm-hmm. and um just kind of doing dab, dabbling in in it and trying to transition into doing it as a thing. Sure. And, and yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's freaking crazy. It's awesome. Um, people are saying that Bossa Nova was, he was Kazel was working at Bossa Nova like 2011. 2011. So yeah, I think you probably were hitting him up before his, uh, and Kazel has been in, in the game for a long yeah, ass time. Long fucking time. <laughs> yeah. One day I'll get him on the podcast. I, I, I've asked him at least five times so far and, uh, he's a busy guy. So. Yes, I'll, I'll bug the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm trying to get everybody around him. So it's like, you know, like surrounding Inevitable. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all of his, uh, pretty much all this circle around him is like, hey, they're on the podcast. So kind of got to come on eventually. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So, uh, fuck, man, that's like, it's kind of threw all, a lot of my questions off because I didn't really realize that you're serving ramen at restaurants and you're executive. Just, just, just ask, just, just ask him. I don't care. Well, like, have you, so have you done like any kind of like pop-up things or was it always just at shops and at your restaurants that you're working I at? I was supposed to do a pop-up, uh, August now, last, last month mm-hmm. on the 20th, 20, regardless of the date. Yeah. I was supposed to do it, but then that's when California's COVID spike went like shooting up the entire. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm like. I can't fucking risk it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I moved back with my mom, take care of her. So I, I can't, I have to look out for her, especially what I do, like, especially now, because all this crap going on. I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to be the one to fucking kill my mom. So, you know, it is, it is crazy. like Hawaii is having a super huge spike to not luckily, not the Island that I live on. Cause we have mm-hmm. a really proactive mayor and we, Kauai is kind of like, mm, if there's no tourists here, there's not really ways to, for people to bring it here. Sure. But on Oahu, the big, the main island mm-hmm. is like going through the roof right now. And Fuck. like, there was like funeral, there's like a big funeral on one of the other islands huh. and like nobody wore masks and, and like either that, that one funeral resulted in over a hundred cases. So it's like, Damn. it's freaking crazy, man. Like it's for real, like doing a pop-up and just one guy coming in there. It's it a fuck everything up. Yeah. yeah. It could seriously mess <laughs> everything up. Man, so, so you've been kind of doing kits now. I, I saw like you did that shield kit this week and like, yeah, how's- it's, how are you how are you doing that like how are you getting the word out for that like how are you marketing it and how are you, like, i just i just sell through instagram honestly even though the algorithm is complete shit on instagram uh-huh. like I, I still sell it every time i'm not doing 100 i'm doing only doing 50 uh-huh. mainly because i'm doing it on my house and the storage space is not what i want 
So even 50 is kind of pushing it. Like my fridge, my, I have two fridges, you know, uh-huh. typical Korean household. <laughs> and a plus a kimchi, I have a, a kimchi fridge too. Yeah, yeah. And all three shits are so packed to the brim. Like if you, I, I'm kind of scared of opening them, honestly. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, the kits, uh, it's, this kits is the one that I wanted to do that. At the pop-up? I think no one wanted to do. Yeah, well, at the, also the, at the pop-up. Because the first, what, I think I did, like this is my fourth kit i think everything else was kind of like introduction mm. you know um the previous one before this was the tatan sukumen and felt super fucking rich so i, I wanted to kind of off play that with this one and the summer is still kind of hot you know yeah so the chilled lemon shio that this one took fucking three days this is the first kit that i've done that had every component to it and I was using like to-go ramekins, like little con- soup containers, sauce containers, and delis again, and had to vacuum pack every fucking noodle and it's <laughs> the tori the tori chashu, and so it was legit. You're doing this all by yourself too. Yeah, all by myself, man. Oh, that's freaking crazy. The noodles took eight hours to make, with addition of a, that one hour is the two resting times and the cheat and the crumb form. And then yesterday, what? Cooked the tori chashu and some other, all the other bullshit and the broth the stock. Mm-hmm. Today was mostly packaging, aside from like mincing the chives or slicing the chashu with the lemons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you think? So one, how do you think it's gonna happen? Like, I mean, how do you think we're gonna get out of this? Like, is it gonna be? I, I want to ask you because you worked in restaurants for like you know your most almost all your adult life. Yeah. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like after, like they say they get like a vaccine and people can go back out. You think it's going to come back right away? Or like, when do you think it's going to be realistic where people can, are going to be going back to restaurants and eating? Honestly, and- man, it's, it's already starting to happen. Oh yeah. Slowly, but, but it's, it's way too early, man. It's way too early. They said in, in the last podcast episode with the guys in the UK, they said that um, in the UK, they have a program where restaurants can, um, get money from the government if they offer cheaper meals if people dine in. And I was like, what? Uh, initially, I was like, oh, that's a great idea. But I thought it was for takeout no. too. But it's just, it's only for dining <laughs> in. And I was like, oh, that is, well, so that, that is like ridiculous because I don't know if it's done there either. I mean, I don't think it's done anywhere. So, yeah. I think from now, it's, it should be kept to delivery and takeout. But most importantly, kids, if you're ordering delivery, do not fucking use those fucking services don't actually don't just don't get fucking delivered at all because they take they take away from so much profit from the restaurants it's oh, interesting because even if you use like yelp or grubhub to yeah. place a pickup order they're still taking percentage yeah can we talk about that like what is what is the breakdown for that so like say i order on doordash something mm-hmm. or grubhub or whatever and you know like what what amount of money actually ends up getting to the chef or the restaurant or something uh, I have this somewhere. I don't know where it is. <laughs> well, just off the top of your head, like, is it less than fifty percent, or is it? Like- it's it's less than fifty percent, but it adds up. You know, okay, okay they're, they're yeah. getting like at least a hundred orders a day, or through DoorDash or through yeah. Grubhub or Yelp and or any, some kind of delivery thing. Each delivery service char- charges differently. Like, so one can charge more. Mm-hmm. Um, if Uber the best way to look to best way to look at this exactly, the best way to look at this is call the restaurant or look at their menus on Yelp, like actual their the people's customers pictures of the venues look at the price and then go into like grubhub and see the price like 
it's usually like three or four or five dollars more expensive through but, the delivery yeah. services. Yeah. yeah. It's completely, I mean, I understand they're trying to make money too, uh-huh. but it's, I don't know, man. It, what, what, what good's a delivery service if the restaurant doesn't exist? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I know on, at least on Oahu, people use the delivery service because trying to fight the traffic to go down to the restaurant and find parking and pick it up and go back. That's home. understandable. It's like, like, it's like but, almost yeah. impossible for some of these places. It's just, yeah, it's just my stubbornness, my stubborn chefness, you know, No, no. <laughs> I understand that, that, that aspect to it. How do you, how do you, as a chef, like, how do you balance like making what you want to want, making what you want to make mm-hmm. versus like what, you know, people are going to want to eat. Like, I see that's a big issue with a lot of people who are trying to do like more kotowari kind of ramen sure. in America. Like, how do you balance those two things? As of now, I'll just do like a basic, you know, basic kit first. And then maybe something a little bit more kolobari, but not a lot, just enough to be like, okay, there's a little slate, there's a little change here, there's something new here. And then like the third kit or something, I'll just be like, here, take it. If you don't like it, fuck off. If you do, <laughs> cool, order some more. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty good question from Hella Ramen in the chat. Like, how do you break down your cogs for the kits? Like, do you, like, what do you shoot for and things? Cogs is like cost of goods. Honestly, at this point, I just, I, I purchase my meat through one of my old purveyors, uh, my meat company. But everything else, essentially, I'm just buying out like Tokyo Central Market or mm-hmm. fucking Albertsons. And I make less money, but it's like I, I don't really have any other choice. I yeah. mean, I could always end up hitting like past jobs that I'm still good with and order pro to them. But it's still a fucking hassle. You have to go to them and then they have to go to them and yeah. so forth and so forth. So I'll, I'll just eat the cost sometimes, you know, uh-huh. whether like, I'm making like, huh? what kind of things are that? Like the shoyus and the kombu the shoyus stuff? Shoyus and the misos or, misos. The, or the meat and the sake and, you know. Damn, it fucking sucks, man. <laughs> it's like yeah. trying to figure out how to get like people, like my, my, one of my big goals for, I don't know if I'm going to, I'm trying to get it done by the end of this year, but I'm having a kid in a couple months. Um, congrats man yeah yeah like it's it's gonna be crazy because i don't know what i'm how i'm gonna juggle everything but i want to get this i talked about it with the other guys too uh-huh. uh, some other people but i want to get this kind of like pop-up directory at least in america or actually worldwide because it doesn't cost me anything where like people oh. can like list their pop-ups or kits sales and stuff on this like kind of map or like a directory thing and that'd be fucking sick man people could like post their own um events to the calendar and stuff so wherever you are you can kind of find if you have things in your area for ramen that is red. So, yeah. That is fucking red. So I'm trying to get that. I'm going to try to get that set up probably next month. Awesome, man. Look forward yeah. to it. So hopefully, I mean, but if it, I want, I want people to be able to kind of make something too. Not just like, uh, oh yeah, thanks guys. They're saying that. Uh, I shouldn't read the chat too much because it probably kills the uh, podcast flow, but I appreciate it, Tim. <laughs> You're good, man. You're good. Yeah. Like ramen beast for pop-ups. Kind of similar like that. Yeah. Cause it's basically what I want to do is I want to promote people that are trying, you know, mm-hmm. like people, like the, the big thing that Mike was going on about, you know, maybe six months ago was, you know, American ramen is fucked because the, the Japanese kit, the Japanese soup bases and, and pre-made noodles and pre-made toppings and everything got to America before there was like an, uh, America had a chance even to develop its own ramen culture. Sure. And so it's like, how do you counteract that? You know? And like, show people that there's a difference between going to that 
the ramen shop down the road from me right here mm-hmm. that is 100% just dumping bags of soup into yeah. a pot and heating Fuck it up that garbage. and selling it for 10 bucks versus someone like you who's trying, making everything from scratch, you know, like, and so I'm trying to think of ways to like help people like that, like you and anybody who's doing kits and things around the world and kits or pop-ups and things or even restaurants that are like shops that are doing doing it right basically and, yeah yeah and nothing against people that are doing it the other way because it is they're trying to make a living and stuff but i yeah, feel like yeah, people yeah. need to be recognized if they're putting the effort in so. oh yeah definitely man yeah all right now, let's see so how do you what what are you, do you have any advice for someone who's like a home cook like me or you know some other people in out there that want to do pop-ups like a lot of people listen to this podcast and they get kind of inspired to try pop-ups or because they hear people doing pop-ups or kits or something like what things should these people who really don't have restaurant culinary experience be thinking about before uh they kind of take that dive or that jump into it uh man that's a long fucking question uh (laughs) (laughs) cost definitely uh it's gonna take time you don't have you don't really necessarily have the space to fucking store everything like i was going saying earlier um i don't know man just there's you guys have a lot of a lot of information for you guys especially nowadays um never be afraid to ask anybody because i asked yeah uh, don't don't feel that don't feel ashamed or anything if you if you say no then would you have to lose you asked right <laughs> You're, uh, you're missing 100% of the shots you don't take unless you're a stormtrooper, then you're always fucking missing your shots. But... <laughs> you said you're going to wear your Darth Vader helmet coming in. <laughs> right. Come on. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just use all the resources you can. Mm. And, um, from me, try to do everything to the best that you can. Don't take shortcuts because I'll come find you and I'll kill you. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just yeah, yeah just, the, just, as far as like shortcuts the interesting thing was like i think people can tell like when you when there's shortcuts right oh yeah definitely you could taste the fucking chemicals you know <laughs> are, you, are you one who's against msg usage or no msg is fine <laughs> okay that, that it, chemical it's, is it's, fine it's, yeah it's, it's well it's derived from natural ingredients so it's, yeah you know um but i don't know stuff like fucking so other hydrocolloids, you know, it's that's are not meant to be in the finished bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. unless that's what you're going for, unless like it's a lot of unless you know, um, but like vegan eggs, of course, you're gonna need like agar or something or xanthan, yeah, yeah, like something like that. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's cool because you're trying to provide for a dim- different demographic mm-hmm. because not everyone can eat eggs, you know, it's not it, whether it's health issues or through veganism, whatever, but you know, it, it, I find it really cool. I find it really cool that people are trying to make vegan eggs. I've, I've attempted a couple of times, mm-hmm. but about 70% complete, <laughs> you know. How do you go about like um, perfecting something? You know, like when we were talking, like, uh, was it like last week or the week before, you're kind of working on your noodles again. Uh-huh. Like, how do you go about, what's your thought process in trying to get your, in, your components better or evolve your components? Mm. like what were you trying with your noodles for example like the, the other week like what I were mean, you trying to do different noodles introducing because mm. I, I haven't started using vital b gluten until like two weeks ago oh, okay, okay. First time, i first time started using it uh upping 
potassium carbonate levels or sodium carbonate levels. Um, it's funny about that because when I first started making round, uh, noodles, I was using the, the fucking lye water. So it was, it's potassium carbonate and Oh, the bottle one? The one in the yeah. bottle? Yeah, the Chinese yeah. bottle brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with the yellow label, the blue yeah, text. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it worked for the time, mm-hmm. but I think it was honestly the, the two jobs ago is where I started like, okay, I think I'm comfortable enough now. You know, I will use, I'll make my own country or kind mm-hmm. of whatever the fucking how you pronounce it. I'll, I'll, I'll make my own, you know? Yeah. So I'm trying to just balancing the two hydrocolloids, you know? Cool. Um, yeah. And what about like the other things? Like how did you up your, like if you're doing tares and stuff, like how mm-hmm. do you work on those? Like, what is your process? Cause you, you know, you have that culinary background. Like what is your process to like go from, you have a, you made like a shoyu tare, for example, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's like, like, how do you, what's your process to try to evolve that to be something better like do you try to like taste it enough or you can kind of find something that's missing or like what do you what do you generally do yeah it's definitely you have to use your senses mm-hmm. um i don't taste that much because that much sodium will kill my taste buds <laughs> yeah uh my my palate is mostly my sense of smell okay that's so really interesting it. yeah, yeah I smell it and be like okay needs a little bit more salinity or leaves a little bit more earthiness needs a little more sweetness sourness you know you're the second person to say that exact same thing on this podcast the first mm-hmm. was uh nakamura san oh shit yeah jeez so fuck. you're in good good company that's <laughs> right yeah, <laughs> uh but really quick going back to like the you trying to make a list of the, the pop-ups and other kits and stuff yeah yeah uh my buddy in nova scotia Canada, uh, Koda Ramen. He follows you. He's, yeah, uh, yeah, Jamie, Chef Jamie. Like he, that guy is fucking the tits. And I'm not like trying to jerk him off or anything here, but <laughs> like he doesn't claim to make Japanese ramen. That's neither do I. Huh? Um, he's using all Canadian ingredients, super fucking local sourced, and it's just the shit he does. It's like it's cool because not. Many shops, to my knowledge, make, even make their own fucking own naruto, and he makes his fucking own naruto. And wow! Yeah, it's intense. I gotta get him on the show. Yeah, dude, please, fucking please, because I would love to fucking talk so much shit on him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, continue. Sorry. No, no, no. How did you How did you go about meeting these guys? Because you know, like Instagram, man. Just through Instagram. It's, it's all Instagram. Yeah, that's for well, that's I, that's what's been for me too. So it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, who would have thought, man? Like. That Instagram would be the the vehicle of the ramen community to like trying to just talk to each other and find each right, other. Like, right. It's so righteous. So, it's so, yeah, it's fucking cool. All right. I got a bunch of listener questions here. You can start going Uh-oh. into these things. Not too many troll stuff. <laughs> Why not? Well, some, some troll stuff. All right. Let's get going. <laughs> I'm just going to go down the list. So, sure. Shikaku Ramen, which is Elvin, respond, mm-hmm. uh, asks, is it possible to pair ramen with cocktails? If so, how would you approach it? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you just, uh, I don't know, man. It's, with cocktails, it's kind of hard because it's such a strong ingredient. It's a, a bunch of strong ingredients going into, well, so is ramen, but um, I would say for like a tonkotsu, because I make cocktails too. Uh, I think for like a tonkotsu, you use something acidic, you know, not super acidic, just to break, break up the, the, crazy richness from the tonkotsu um a little sweet 
not too sweet. I mean, everything has to be fucking balanced. Okay. So I, th and if you know the flavor profiles, which you guys should probably get the flavor Bible. It's the book is amazing. It, it hmm. teaches you like what flavors goes with what and everything like that. So like, just, you got to think about what's in your bowl and then think about what you're putting in the cocktail. Like for like lime or lemon isn't great with because it's cutting the richness but if you use too much it could totally just throw everything off on the bowl uh give you that bad bad pairing taste you know mm. um what else yeah, just just play around with everything just read the book do your experiments and just write everything down right especially the things that you are a failure those are the most important things. Write those things down. Because if you don't remember those failures, you might, history might repeat itself, you know? Can you give an so, example of like something yeah. that you wrote down? Like you tried something and it didn't work out really well? Um, my first shiotare, that shit was fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, added way too much kombu. Oh, mind. really? Yeah, like, so like what, what, what was the end result? Like was it slimy or something? Or like what happened? It wasn't necessarily slimy. It's just way too much kombu flavor. Oh, threw everything off. Um, because I, I did a, a I, I did a shiotare recently for a video, and that thing it, had yeah. a shitload of, of kombu in it, but huh. it, it was okay. But I don't hmm. know. Yeah. Maybe it's just different taste and different palate. Oh, interesting. Yeah, could Yeah, could be. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So you wrote down like this fucking sucks. Like you kind of wrote like your what you wrote what your recipe yeah, was. Like and too much kombu. Uh -huh. A little bit more salt, a little more MSG, or. Cause I, I, I put shiitakes in my, okay. Okay. My yeah, yeah. So shiitake more, is also shiitake. Yeah. All MSG heavy ingredients, naturally MSG heavy. You like the, you, do you like to get the, the, the glutamates from shiitake over kombu? Like, is that I your usually do preference? both. Okay. I usually do both. I mean, depending on, depending on the tare. Uh, shiitake I'll use both. Shiitake I'll use both. Uh, miso, I'm not going to use any, Shiitake. I'll, I'll yeah. use a little dashi and kombu, you know. Uh, a lot of katsuyoboshi, a lot of niboshi. Um, what else is there? I think that's three basic, right? Fucking shio, shio, yeah, shio, 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 miso. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, it's like that developing your own tares and stuff, that seems like so daunting to me. Cause, like, like you said, like, you can't really taste it, you know? Like, yeah. You're just gonna get, so you just kind of have to go off smell and. Mm -hmm. But diluting it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Um, this is from Foodie T Nam. So he's on the Discord server too. What okay. has what has influenced your ramen making the most? It's gonna sound fucking super cheesy, but just the love of food in general. It's something I wanted to do since I was legit six years old. Be a chef. And I'm one of those few who stuck by it. How did you, did you see like, because when you went to school, you probably had like a bunch of classmates that they, they kind of just did it because they didn't know what they're going to do. Yeah. And then yeah. they're like out of it in like two years or something. Like they just quit. Like you probably saw things like that, right? Oh yeah. 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 And so people, are... what do you think as about the restaurant industry as a whole? Like, you love it? You hate it? Like, what is your general like, consent? Man. What is your thoughts process on that? 17 years later, SpongeBob meme. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
honestly, I'm burnt the fuck out. Uh-huh. Like, I am really fucking burnt out. Yeah. Again, like, like, I was starting, I was not taking vacations. I think I had, like, a total of two le- legit vacations mm-hmm. since I started this industry. And up until, up until now. But even then, like, the one place I went to in Toronto, because I was visiting my friends, but the main reason why was because I was trying to get a job at Momofuku in Toronto. <laughs> so I was stashing there for a month. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah. Uh, they offered me the job, but I, I had to, they fucking finally gave me my fucking, my, uh, the visa or something. The v- uh, fuck what was it? They finally called me in for the interview. Mm-hmm. Like the, well, not, sorry, like the higher shit. The yeah, last yeah. day I was there. Oh, uh, I had to come back here. So, so I, they called me in like, okay, so when can you officially start? Like, uh, I go back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even I asked, but you know, chef at the time, Sam Gilman was super busy. Like he's not the best motherfucker ever, but <laughs> so, much, so much shit talking on this, on this episode. <laughs> but man, like, it's, it's, but burnout, burnout is like a real thing. Like I, oh, I yeah, got dude. burnt out on my last, you know, like I, my background is like, I, when I was in high school, I thought I just wanted to do music for the, for the rest of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it, can, like things that you love more than anything can, can still burn, burn you out. Yeah. Still burn you I, I think out. it's even more, yeah. honestly. Like I would, yeah. I, I did nothing like my senior year of high school throughout college. I got s- such shitty grades in college. Cause all I did was play music like talk to my friends back in Hawaii, like, okay, when we get back for summer, we're going to gig here, gig here. We're going to do this, mm-hmm. this, 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 we're going to record, going to get back into the studio. And that was basically my, my life until like for, I mean, of course I did. I still got a regular job out of college and stuff, but every single minute out of the job was like, okay, I'm gigging. We're, we're gigging here, gigging here, <laughs> recording in the studio again. And then kind of trying to, and then after we quit that job, like build this website to teach people how to play music and, Damn. do this whole thing like that and and i got burnt out and that was something that i never thought that would happen so it's yeah. like yeah it's fucking real so so what do you what are you what are you thinking about now like do you think you still want to do this or do you want to like like what i have is your... been contemplating mm-hmm. continuing um and just keep like robbing to like a hobby mm-hmm. well at least not at least like i'll sell kids and shit but pop yeah, up, yeah. But not like restaurant industry like not full-on but Honestly, I don't know anything else I can do. Like, yeah, I'm not... see, that's, I'm sorry to cut you off again, but no, that's, no, ex- no worries. that's exactly how I felt two years ago when yeah. I started making, ironically, started making ramen, you know? It's like, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't got any fucking skills. I, don't, <laughs> I can't do anything else other than make a ukulele website. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Basically, that's exactly how I felt two years ago, you know? So Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's, I fucking can 100% identify with that feeling, you know, like, yeah, man, you, you've invested your whole life into this thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. what, what am I going to do now? You know, like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, but I don't got anything else. So, yeah, I mean, most definitely I don't want to be executive anymore. Uh-huh. I, I don't want to be management anymore. Mm. It's, it's not something that appeals to me anymore. I just, people are just fucking idiots and I can't hold my tongue as you guys hear in the, in the podcast right now. I just, I'll tell you off and I'll, get sued and my life's fucking over. So I feel like, I feel like that's a thing. Like, right. Um, I think like Mitt, the, uh, you're, you're my age. So you might know this comedian, Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. So, so like Mitch Hedberg <laughs> has that, has that joke, right? It's like, um, Hey, you're a great cook. 
can you farm? You know, like the, the people always try to like push you into doing things that are yeah, tertiarily yeah, yeah. related, but like you love cooking and then you, you get promoted to executive chef, which is now management. Yeah. And it's kind of yeah. cooking, but not really anymore. Exactly. You know? like, it's more delegating and delegating, managing staff. so much fucking goddamn paperwork. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it's executive. So you're an executive. You have to fuck into paperwork. Yeah. 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 I feel that too. Cause I mean, so like, how do you, how do you just get back to doing the thing that you want to do? You know, like, where do you, like, Honestly, how, do, how, how does, how's that possible? Like, I mean, I'm trying to figure that out for myself too, which is why I'm asking. Yeah. 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 No, no worries. I, I, I would just try to find higher paid cook jobs, man. Honestly, I'll work myself to the bone. Cause uh-huh. if I were to open a ramen shop, which I'm not, I don't want to have my own place. That hasn't been the dream for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be like fucking Sano San and just be there every fucking day. <laughs> like uh and just be there fucking every day and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like was it once your dream to like open a shop, ramen shop, and now it's kinda like I don't want to do that anymore. Like I don't want to first it was like a gastropub. Because okay, I like okay. having the the alcohol the and the food yeah. and stuff. And yeah, you could do whatever you want inside for mm-hmm. some burgers. Uh ramen, I think it was like three years ago where I'm just like, you know what? I love this too much because I, I was a musician too. I was, yeah. And I, I just didn't want to get burnt out on this, you know, even though I kind of am now, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's still, it's like, cause I literally had to push myself today to finish packing everything. Well, that's a lot of fucking work for one guy to do. First of all, like it's yeah, not, but I'm fucking psycho. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's, I think, I <laughs> kind of talked about this in, in the last episode. It's like the, the ramen making community is a very unique bunch of people. And I feel like we all have very similar traits. Like we're all very hard on ourselves. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and we all kind of uh, a little bit like we don't know how to be kind to ourselves. And we kind of push ourselves so hard until like it kind of fizzled out and stuff. Definitely. I feel like I've, I've seen that in so many people <laughs> that have come on the podcast or inter- <laughs> interacted with uh on Instagram and things like that. So it's, it's really interesting. I mean, like there's gotta be some reason for that, that this personality type is just drawn to making a food that's very hard to make properly. Yeah. And again, you gotta be, you have to be at least a little crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not something that's just like, Oh yeah, it was, it was, it was fun to do and never doing it again. Like I think yeah. very few people that really get into ramen do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah, in it for the long run. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Here's one. Here's one from from Nam again. Is it a coincidence that many rameners are also into rock music? Not at all. <laughs> I'm a crazy metalhead. Like I, I listen to the heaviest shit and yeah. the, soft, the soft metal too. But you know, because I grew up on fucking what Metallica and mm-hmm. Megadeth and Slayer, and not through my parents, but <laughs> through other sources. You yeah. know. But like now, like my favorite bands, like Infinite Annihilator, which uh-huh. is a crazy name, you know, it's, it's just the heavier, the better, man. Previous uh, podcast guest, Kyle was going to ask you what your favorite bands, I gonna see if I can find his question. It was basically that, like, what is your, okay. what, what are you into now? Like, what bands are you into now? Bands I'm into now. Uh, it's funny. My fir- my favorite band, it's been my favorite band since 2003. Uh, they're not metal at all. Oh, yeah? they, they, they started off like the post-hardcore scene and uh-huh. they got a little metal influence because the lead guitarist was then getting into like the same bands like Metallica, Slayer, no. Um, 
thrice. It's their their Orange thrice. County, yeah, yeah the Orange County local boys. So they're yeah. my hood, you know. Um, they still putting putting music out, and they're still fucking playing shows. Well, they can't, I mean, I think shows now, but you know, they're still <laughs> they're still creating. It's yeah. what, and it's not. I I like it a lot actually. I really like it. Like they went soft. They went like like it's dead rock now essentially. Mm-hmm. But I've been with them for so long, and like I guess I'm just like. I appreciate everything they do because very similar to ramen. Like they put their all in. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't really give a fuck of what people think. And so they're going to do what they want, how they want it. But of course they appreciate the fans and all that stuff. Um, anyways, too much about the rights. Other bands, like, again, infant annihilator, infant annihilator, which is like, I think it's labeled like slam metal or extreme metal. Um, Belfogor, they're like, they're what? Austrian black metal. Um, trying to think of other bands that are not like crazy metal. Okay, here's here's one. The throw you guys to the loop. I love Adele. Adele? <laughs> I her, feel like her voice I, is fantastic. I feel like people that are like really into music can appreciate any style. Like actually really do appreciate any style of music, even though they have oh, yeah. a primary genre of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. choice. Because I'm similar. Like I'll, I I listen to like pretty much everything and like I can I can respect like bands that have great musicianship you know like it's mm-hmm. like so I, I feel like yeah if you're at a certain level of musicianship you you're gonna have one of those off curveballs that like like the one that my 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 co-founders sometimes i kind of admit to is like there's there's a band hansen from the 90s uh, oh, those shit. fucking kids are fucking <laughs> really good musicians but yeah, they, they are. never got a, they, they never really got a are. shot because they look like little girls when they first came out <laughs> and they sang like you know like teen pop kind of songs but sure as far as musicianship man they're fucking good so kind uh, of let me f- give you sorry go for it. no no go ahead good and let me give you like at least three more bands uh fuck it's hard to choose three bands though uh death clock because i'm a huge metal metal Apocalypse fan uh if you guys aren't, aren't uh familiar with that it's a cartoon uh brendan small he plays all the music and well most of it it's just it's pretty much a cartoon about talking shit on metal but he's a himself is a huge metalhead, so it's just the irony of it's hilarious. Um, Cannibal Corpse, big time Cannibal Corpse fan, and then old school death metal Vader. I really like Vader. Then yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at those bands because I can sit here talking like talking about this shit for like the next three hours. No, no, no. Like <laughs> yeah. people are people. I'm reading the chat and they're saying Slang and Noodles are saying you're lying because you he introduced you to Night Flight and Orchestra and now that's all you listen to. <laughs> trolling motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> all right let's keep going actually nam yeah. has a lot of good questions what's the most important yeah. thing when you're making ramen i think did i ask you that already i don't know you didn't um most important thing it's gonna be a repeat answer just don't be an idiot use your senses and have fun no? mm. it's gonna be a simple answer that's it how do you deal with like when things don't go right? Like you said, you made that shiotare and it sucked. Like, I, how do you deal with that? Like, I feel sometimes that mm-hmm. like I, I was experimenting too with like vital wheat gluten and like sure. stuff like that. And that noodle batch came out terrible. Like, mm-hmm. how do you just like bounce back? Like, okay, I'll try again. It's, it's, it's like, sometimes when that happens, like, God damn it. Like yeah, I spent you, you, you feel like you three feel hours. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's the Asianness too, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like you and I, you, you, we, you and I talked about this before. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to limit it to the Asians being like this, but no. So this is a funny thing too. I'm gonna get in here. When I started the 
the ramen YouTube channel, I'll be like, fuck, no one's going to watch this shit. Like, like who, who, who fucking makes ramen? <laughs> it, it never even crossed my mind that there are literally billions of Asian people around the world that eat noodle soups are out throughout all these countries and it's like if you look at all of like the comments on my youtube channel or the discord uh-huh. server it's overwhelmingly asian people and i never even fucking thought it never even crossed my mind you know because right, like right. like the ukulele things that i did it was like primarily like white people were consuming uh-huh. the content and it's like that's what it was you know like, like okay yeah that's that's who uses the internet in my mind it never even crossed my like there's like niga like niga higa ryan higa that built mm-hmm. a whole audience from with asian people on the mm-hmm. internet and Wong Fu production. I, I never even I never even thought about it, even though that I have it. I mean, of course, there's like all kinds of people that that watch way around and stuff, and I see yeah. the demographics. There's like all the countries are represented, and, but I don't know why I never thought about it. But it makes sense, you know. So mm-hmm. okay, going back to your Asian, how Asians hate hate ourselves. Could you repeat the question again? No, like what was the yeah. most important thing? Uh, the question was what is the most important thing, but you were kind of going to go off into like. It's an Asian thing, and that uh, when we beat ourselves up when we make mistakes and stuff. Oh, and, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I just it, it depends on the moment. Uh, Most of the times, I'll just be like, hey, "Look, you fucking idiot! You fucked yeah. up. Learn from it. Stop being a little bitch, and do it again." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing more, man. You just just don't be a fucking idiot. And the, the times where I am kind of like just. A little bit more depressed, or what about it? I'll just be like, look at it, put it in my hand, like for noodles, for example, look at my hand, just move it around my hands, give a heavy sigh, and like, ah, fuck. <laughs> it sucks, man, because like yeah. this stuff takes a long time to do. Like, it's, oh, yeah, I don't know man. if there's any other like cuisine, maybe like beer making, maybe like home brewing or some kind of thing like that, you know, like where you're yeah. investing sometimes days into something. Oh yeah, into it for it to be like, oh, that fucking was terrible. And like, I'm not at the point yet. Like, you know, like Kazo and stuff. Like, I'm sure mm-hmm. I don't even know if Kazo makes mistakes anymore. Like, it doesn't seem I, like I, it. No, of course not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's other guys that like I had Kandasan on the podcast, and he doesn't make mistakes anymore either. Mm-hmm. And even even down to like Madoka, um, backyard ramen. She says like eighty uh-huh. percent of the time when she has an idea, it comes out what she thought it was gonna taste like. Yeah. And it's like, how do you get to that level, man? Like, I'm, I'm floundering in the dark experience, over here man. experience yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's on the same way like i, I don't want to sound like a cocky piece of shit because i know no. i hate no cockiness, fuck you but, you you've been in this you shit know. for you've been cooking for a long time so if you say that when you think of something it comes out exactly what you think like thought it was going to come out like that's I, exactly I believe why it. yeah that's exactly yeah. why because it's experience you, you train your palate you train your senses to knowing that what you're going to attempt even if it's fucking retarded bogus it's you might it's gonna work you know it's something new you know sorry i don't, I don't know if i should say retarded on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh i think i think it's okay people okay. know what you meant yeah <laughs> you didn't say it in a malicious way so that's a first. Uh, okay let's see <laughs> kidding uh, kidding <laughs> what's okay so this question is from three yorks what's been the what's been your favorite ramen that you've ever made Favorite ramen? Fuck. Let me look at my fucking Instagram real quick. <laughs> Jaded Honestly. One while, I, while you look, I'm just going to read some things from the chat. Let's see uh, here. Sure. The Jaded One says, I don't know if it's self-hatred. It's more work ethic. 
I don't Same know, difference. My, yeah, my my wife's like, why do you why do you get so down when it doesn't come out right? It's like, case of in Hello Ramen says case posts mistakes, which is usually just frustrating moments with the noodle machine. That's true. Yeah, I, I, I seen see, yeah. I see I see Kazo post, but that's like the machine's fault. That's not Kazo's yeah. fault, right? Yeah. All right. So my favorite, I'm gonna go ahead and say, is the Tantan Sukumen. Oh, cool, cool. The one that yeah. you just recently did too. Yeah, that's it was, interesting. It was a couple, couple months ago, but yeah. But that's still like this year. Like, it's not like you've been making ramen for like ten years now. Like, and that your favorite one is one that you've just recently made. So yeah, still evolving and still still learning things. Yep. Never uh, look back, move forward, but <laughs> hey, but but you know, know of your failures, know of the behind of you. you know, uh, just don't dwell on it. It's trying to what I'm trying to you, say. Do you like have you ever had stints where you just had to make the same type of ramen over and over again? You know, like because you worked in a restaurant or something and uh yeah. Like for example, like Kazo has to do like he has like his ones that people request, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sure. or like even like Menya Hosaki or uh-huh. or um, Vin down in Austin, like they have the ones that they have to do that spicy tonkotsu ramen, you know, because mm-hmm. people love it. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have one of those like that people just love that you have to keep making over and over again? No, I won't do it. Because well, honestly, it's, it's, you just it, just make what you want to make. Yeah, well, it, it goes to if I mean I want to please everybody, but you're never gonna please everybody. So why kill yourself over something that's never gonna happen? You know, um, fucking lost my train of thought. Uh, Speaking of quarter ramen, he just, he left a question for you too. Favorite song to grind out bowls to. It's all music. Like a lot of this stuff is music stuff. I got another question from, um, B strong B was asking what's your favorite band as well. Thrice. Yeah. I listen to Uh, to a little bit of Thrice's in college. Which which album? Fuck, I don't remember. College, that's so like maybe, so long ago. You know, safety, probably maybe out of an ambulance. I wasn't a huge Thrice fan, but I did. Oh, okay. I, I had an eclectic uh, iTunes mix. Sure. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, let me... What the fuck is this fucking shit? Give me one second, sorry. No, no, no. Favorite song to listen to while I'm making the nudes would probably be... Um, by Infinite Annihilator. Uh, I don't know if you guys can like the name, but <laughs> Pedophilic uh, Ultimatum. <laughs> their, their, their names are, their titles are fucking ridiculous. I mean, with a band name like Infinite Annihilator, you assume. <laughs> can I, I, I've seen your Instagram stories where you're like, or Instagram posts where you're like, you're playing some kind of gig somewhere. Like, what was that? Like an underground rock show or something? Or um, That was funny. It's, it's my, at the time, the basis is uh, church because his family owns a church or they, his dad's a, a pastor. Okay. And it's funny because we're playing that kind of music. <laughs> but it's, of course, it's after hours, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at the church? Yeah, yeah. At the, well, it was the basement of the church. Oh, the basement of, of the yeah. church. I see. It, it was just us fucking playing our first live show because that was, yeah, that was the band's first live show, actually. But the response was crazy fun. Yeah, I had so much fun. I just you saw I'm just fucking headbanging away and the chugs and the breakdown and <laughs> sick. Like how I always wonder like what the scenes were like because in Hawaii here, 
like this the general path like if you play the right type of music like we used to go to like punk rock shows too in, in high school but uh-huh. the the music the music that you play here in hawaii to make money is you got to play like hawaiian music or like local music mm-hmm. island pop music and so mm-hmm. we would the, the trajectory is always like you 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 practice at home and then you book like a, a grad party or like a, a baby's <laughs> first birthday party or uh-huh. some kind of like wedding thing not wedding in the beginning but you and then you kind of move your way up and then you eventually get restaurant gigs and hotel gigs and stuff yeah 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 so i always wonder what it was like on the mainland like what do bands do on the mainland to get the progression for that like you know you're playing it playing at a church basement to and then that goes to like playing some mm-hmm. kind of venue or like club mm-hmm. or something i just kind of thought that was interesting that's interesting for sure all right this is, a, this is an interesting one so be strong b you must know this person right be yeah, strong, be yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what's the next step in your culinary career? Fuck, that's a hard question. It kind of goes back to if I keep doing this or not. Uh-huh. I I can't answer the question. I don't know. You don't know what the next I step is. Interesting. Yeah. Was it was the pandemic the impetus for like thinking about it, like giving you time and space to think about, um, you know, like what what the fuck am I doing? It, was that the or was it before that? Before? It was before that. It was okay, actually okay. about like six years ago when I started thinking about it, like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not, I'm not happy anymore. Uh-huh. But of course it goes, it's up and down. Like it's roller, roller coasters, you know, but uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, man. I can't answer that question. I really okay. can't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh. <laughs> she has some, no, it's like, I can tell that she probably knows who you are because she's yeah. asking questions that are like, was like your girlfriend? Is it, who's this? I can't see. No, no, okay. No, no. Not your girlfriend. Nope. Single <laughs> as fuck, ladies. <laughs> what would you say to your 21-year-old self? You know, you know why? Because I asked that because Andre's girlfriend asked a bunch of questions too when I had him mm-hmm. on the podcast. It was like, when are you going to marry me? That's <laughs> <So> question. <laughs> <laughs> question just <laughs> leaving in the chat. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't put Andre on the spot. On the, on the, <laughs> that was actually what she was asking. So now you guys know. Lols. As of right now, I'll be like, are you sure you want to continue this? Are you sure you want to pursue this? You know, because in twenty one, at twenty one, you're all into it, right? Like, I was like, oh man, I want to fuck everything. I'm gonna be so good at this shit. I'm gonna uh-uh. work my ass at, my ass off and make chef fucking notice me. And now I'm just like, I've been there. I'm like, I'm the chef, or I was a chef. And I'm like, eh. I mean, I feel like I, I feel like that's what it almost always is, right? Like, it's never as it's never that shiny thing that you thought it was when you got started, right? Like it's yeah, yeah. It's, like, like you get there because you, your dream was probably to become an executive chef, right? Like that was probably oh, yeah. your dream. Have, have my own restaurant and all that. Uh, uh, being now, cooking at your own restaurant, and I was like, yeah. "Fuck, I did that, and it sucks." Yeah. But it's yeah. it's good that you have the awareness to say that, like, because I think a lot of people they 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 just kind of because it was their dream, they don't want to change their mind. And then they spend their next 30 years of their life doing that. And then later, yeah. like, oh, God, that was wasted. I mean, wasted I so still time. enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm like, Ugh, every day, but it's still, like, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm still having fun most of the time. So I got to just tell myself, keep telling myself to just, just keep doing it. Like at the end of the day, if you go to a fucking desk job, You'd be fired in like two days. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's why I, I, <laughs> I, I'm surprised I even last. Like the longest I ever lasted at a job was like a year and a half, I think. Uh-huh. I wasn't fired, but like I never got fired actually because I was always like a hard worker. But people were always surprised when I quit. 
but Same. it literally felt like I was suffocating every single yeah. day I was sitting at that desk. Like, I, couldn't, I couldn't breathe. Like, like so much, like I had, I got to dress in a way that I don't want to dress like, and I got to, I got to say words that I don't want to say, you know, like it's, I can't wear like flip, like, I guess you call it, everybody calls it flip flops, but mm-hmm. I wear flip flops 99. I, I, I think the last time I wore a shoe was, well, I went running, so that doesn't count. But other than exercise, <laughs> like if I have never worn shoes out of my house to do anything uh-huh. other than exercise. Like I've literally, I've gone to weddings in flip-flops. I've gone to uh, rest- fancy restaurants in flip-flops. Uh, that's like, that's, and, that's and, right. and, and, and then, uh, it, it, you got to work at a job. I got to put shoes on. I was like, what the frick is this, man? Like, <laughs> uh, but they're all surprised when I quit, but it's like, I, it probably feels similar for you, you know? Yeah. Big time. All right. So it says, how do you, um, let's say, so, okay, this is an interesting question. This is from, um, the jaded one. She asks, what is the oh, best way for a beginner industry person to succeed in the line? We've already talked about this. <laughs> stuff one on one on she one wa- she wants it she wants it recorded <laughs> yeah. on the podcast um i mean it's a different totally different perspective for me now because when i was the first starting out i was working for hard ass chefs super military kitchens getting shit thrown at me getting cussed out every fucking night i have but on multiple occasions got nice thrown at me because i was fucking up so bad that is ridiculous and like, even more moto like he'll same stuff, same shit. Like he, he's had nice throw on him and pots of pan and cussed out. But um, just I'll, let, let me go kind of back to younger me, mm-hmm. what I would say. And then we'll revisit or we'll go back to where I'm now. Um, always keep your head down. Shut the fuck up. If you're wrong, doesn't matter. Chef's always right. Um, just work. I don't care how tired you are. Push through it. All of, and it's not all negative, okay? It's not all negative, but it's how you think as a young cook when uh-huh. things happen to you. you know? We can't probably can't come into it with any kind of ego, right? Like if you're on the line, no, if, if you have a fucking ego, if if even if you have more experience than me, and you're one of my cooks, and you come with a fucking ego, I will put your ass in check so fucking quick. <laughs> <laughs> like ego is, I, I said earlier, I hate fucking egos. They uh-huh. don't belong anywhere. In my kitchen, you know. Um, okay, going back. Uh, good things from uh, just, I mean, just just learn as much as you can. Um, write everything down, you know. Try to work on your, your short-term memory because there are spots where chef's going to call every order out and you have no tickets in front of you. And if you try to ask more than, if you try to ask again, like, you'll get fucking shit talked to you so hard. Um, what else is good? Just love what you do. Don't work yourself to death. And for the love of fucking God, take care of your body. Like legit, don't be like me. Like my body is fucking shot. I I never took care of myself. Take care of your body. Make sure you're mentally healthy. Try not to fucking drink all all night when you're working like in three hours later, doing fucking like 12 lines of Coke with your fucking crew. Don't. (laughs) Don't, don't like once in a while. Cool. You, you want to party? You party. It's your life. You do what you want to do. But for the sake of your health, just don't be a complete fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, um, man. Current time now, what I would say 
because it's changed so much. I, you don't really expect any of the old stuff, especially now because I'm not going to say people are really sensitive now. Um, uh, yeah. So that's an interesting question. Are, have kitchens changed since you, since you were oh, in yeah. it? Big time. Like, I mean, there's a couple of few like, where you expect that's going to happen because it's very a known name. Mm-hmm. But even then, there's, there's still going to be one or two people that are like, that's not right. Like, I, I, I agree. I agree. Being where I am now, it's like, I don't think anyone should be going through that, especially in France. Dude, France, they'll fuck you up hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Europe mostly, you know. Uh-huh. It, it's so hard, especially nowadays here. You, you, can't, you can't pull that shit you're going to push the wrong button on somebody and they're going to make your life obsolete. Essentially your, your past decades of working your ass off in the, in the, tra- in the bin. So yeah, sounds just, like a, sounds know. like a very fun uh, work environment. For, oh yeah. For, for, for um, <laughs> yeah. What is that? What is that term for people that are oh, for snowflakes? Is that, is that the, is that the yeah, offensive term snowflakes. for people? <laughs> yeah. Snowflakes. I've said that word so many fucking times. Oh really? Really? The one time uh, is this, this snowflake. I'm like starting <laughs> a bitch. I'm like, uh, you're working in a kitchen. Do you, you sure you want to be a snowflake? You're just going to fucking melt. Which is me, which indirectly saying I'm going to fucking fire your ass if you don't shut the fuck up. Uh, this, this, this was like back when it was still kind of, you know, when I was sous chef and had that authority. Uh, Elvin, though, what did he say over here? <laughs> Anthony Bourdain shit. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it was right on the edge of when I started. Like, I think it was like a couple of years later, like people started cracking down on that shit. It's interesting. Yeah. Cause, cause even like I had chef Guchan, who's like kind of a prolific uh, celebrity chef here in Hawaii. And he kind of talked mm-hmm. about it too, where it's, he went through that same kind of, uh, same kind of style kitchen that you, you are talking about now, but mm-hmm. he said it's much different now here in Hawaii. But, and then Eric was kind of talking about it too, Eric Benz. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about like, Eric is such a nice guy and I can't even imagine him. He talks about like how he yells at his cooks and stuff. You have but, to, man. You gotta put him yeah. in check. <laughs> Yeah, I can't even I can't even imagine that though. It's like it's pretty interesting. Can't have a I, I yeah, it's fucking it's a it's a world that I've never experienced. And so mm-hmm. it's like I can't even imagine what it's like. But I you know, like some of the best restaurants are probably like people just yelling in the back in the kitchen. Can't hear it. Oh though. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. This is it. this is uh, here um uh, the mod David is asking the important questions. Are you in phase audio? See, I wanted, you, I wanted you on camera. I wanted you on camera so I could see your face. I wanted to see your face and I would be able to tell if you're lying, but it's, it's completely black and I can't see it. So, I mean, if you think I'm lying, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's just, this is my experience. If you want to believe me, cool. Learn from it. And if, if you don't fucking believe me, I just go fucking drown in the ditch. I don't give a fuck. No, no. But, <laughs> it's but, like, the, but, the, yeah, but the question yeah. is, are you in phase audio? I'm not gonna lie. What, what does that exactly mean? <laughs> okay, he doesn't. You don't. You don't know what that means. Okay. No, if you no, don't. No. If 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 you don't know what that means, then maybe you're not in face audio, or you could be lying, and you could. I could be. You could be lying and saying you're acting like you don't know what in face audio means, but. Uh, I'm old, man. We're old. I don't know what fucking in face audio is. Okay. Well, <laughs> it, well, in 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 face audio is a is a is a mystery, mysterious Instagram account that follows uh, everybody in the uh-huh. ramen, and he followed he followed my personal account. Before, ah, okay. Before I even kind of got into 
you know, before, well, I think when I had my YouTube channel, it was like less than a hundred people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was already following my personal account before I had a hundred followers on the way of ramen Instagram uh-huh. account. Uh-huh. And in, so in, okay. In, in phase audio speaks Cantonese. So in phase audio is not a Korean guy in orange California or orange County. So <laughs> right. we're still trying to figure out who it is because evidently, because in phase audio is also on the discord server a lot hmm. because he knows the salty with the soy sauce taste inside joke because he asked that in the last podcast. So we're trying to figure out who it is. It's not you. It's not you. I'll, I'll believe you. It's not you. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you also speak Cantonese. I do not. I can barely okay. speak Korean. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you like a, are you a first generation, second generation, third generation? I am what first you? generation. You're first generation. So you came yeah. from Korea. No, sorry. Second. My second bad. generation. Your parents yeah, came yeah, from yeah. Korea. Yeah, oh, wow. parents from Korea. Crazy. And then, uh, what part of Orange County are you in? In North Harbor. Oh, okay, La Harbor. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think I not I not, think not, the, not the pretentious, fucking pompous <laughs> South Orange County side. <laughs> I think I think I played some shows shows up there. What? Yeah, yeah. There's ukulele things all over the place, man. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I see it. All right, let's get back to some more questions. We can wrap it up soon. Do you, do you know Mike by Stereo? Mike by Stereo yeah. asks, yeah. "How stiff are your nudes?" Oh, he's had my nudes plenty of times. He should know how stiff it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's my friend Mike. Uh, he's a drummer in the band Death by Stereo. Oh, nice. Awesome. And also in the adolescence, he plays drums in. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Ram uh, Ramen Nosur asks, "Will you ever do a pop up with a popular ramen shop in the LA area?" Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. We got to figure everything out. Yeah. yeah. Figure everything out. Nichijo Ramen, David asks, what is the uh, best strategy to eat 640 grams of noodles? Uh, Don't be a bitch. Plot through it. <laughs> so, um, Elvin. Just, uh, you know, it, honestly, for me, it wasn't that hard because I eat like a fat piece of shit every day. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, just, I don't, just, just focus, man. Don't, don't let it get the best of you. Just do it. Eat it quick. <laughs> Eat it quick. <laughs> yeah, eat it quick and suffer later. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, in, uh, Preston Coleman asks, in your opinion, what makes ramen special and what separates it from other foods that you've made? Or I, I added that last part, by the way. What, what separates <laughs> it from other foods? What do I love about ramen and what separates from other foods? It, it, maybe just the pure fucking passion about it man it's it's so meticulous um if you're wanting to do it right you do everything down to the science which is weird for me because i suck at science and chemistry but i still fucking make ramen you know that's all it is chemistry and science again just do it by senses that's Um, what makes it different from other foods that you made like yeah i mean no because i the senses i use for every food it's just with ramen, it's it hits a different point, hits a different spot in my life or my, my heart or my soul, whatever. <laughs> it just feels like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, think yourself to Elvin. Sorry. I, I, <laughs> no, I feel like, well, like it's interesting because you know, you, you've, you've been a chef for so long and mm-hmm. like you've made so many different things, but ramen yeah. is still like, for you to say like, oh, ramen is like a different thing, you know, like it's not just like cooking everything else. It's yeah, kind yeah. of interesting. 
I just, anyway. I just love it, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I love everything else, but I just, this is like, like love. It's, it's an obsession, definitely. Like I did all not ramen, like all ramen heads. And and I, I have to admit, I did not understand your name until you were kind of <laughs> explaining it to me to spell it out. The <laughs> There's actually ramen in it. I didn't yeah. fucking get it until now. <laughs> I'm an idiot. No, nah, you're not an idiot. Right. You're not the only one. You're so you're good. <laughs> you're not the only one. <laughs> Um, did I answer that question, the previous question correctly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, right. I think you did a pretty good job. All right. Preston right. Coleman's legit too. Cool. All right. Andrew Key asks, what do you mean by you can tell the chef's age by their food? That's a good question. I'll, I'm kind of curious. I love that you. fucking question. Yeah. I love the question. Uh, it was just saying that you can tell a chef's age by the number of ingredients on the plate. Huh? So you want to let the food speak for yourself fear for itself. You know, you don't want to mask any other flavor. Everything should be in perfect balance. I mean, of course I went to the time where I put a lot of ingredients on the plate, but I was disciplined more than some other people because I would never put like more than 12 ingredients on my fucking plate. Um, it, it's, it's exactly that. It's just by the simplicity or the complexity, but you're not overdoing anything. Like if it's everything's there for a reason. Like I fucking hate flowers and microgreens, but the fucking passion. <laughs> like if okay, it's sure if you're getting like micro cilantro, you're at a, like a higher end like Mexican spot, or you want to use that instead of just like pick the leaves. Sure, cool. But if you're using fucking intensity mix on a plate, it's like what the fuck you just putting there for fucking shits and giggles. You just it's like what which element in that intensity mix is going along with the, the plate because there's fucking there's what there's bull's blood there's fucking micro there's micro parsley fucking whatever shit there is it's like how does that all play together in that finished dish and why are you doing it that's really interesting yeah that's kind of like um nakamura said something similar or uh-huh. he didn't say it in an interview but there's a video of him in, it's all in japanese but he kind of said um his 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 philosophy for ramen is in, in Japanese cuisine, there's this concept called, I don't know what it's called in English. It's called kakushi aji, which means kakushi is like hidden. Okay. And aji is like flavor. So it's like okay. hidden flavors. Yeah, uh, you're, you're putting secret ingredients in to try to like, mm-hmm. you can kind of taste them in the back. But he said his philosophy is to not try to add those kind of things, but to make sure there's nothing that's hidden. Like that's what exactly. he kind of talked about, where every single thing that he puts in can be tasted. And there's mm-hmm. nothing else that's like in there that's a kakushi aji that's like hidden, yeah. a hidden ingredient. Fufu pompous shit. Interesting. <laughs> I, like, like I can, I can completely relate because in, in music, there's a saying where, you know, like the, the notes that you don't play are just as important as the notes that you play. Oh yeah. Very time. And, and it's kind of similar. I feel where, um, you know, someone who's really good at someone who's a beginner at soloing will try to add as much shit into their solo as possible. Mm-hmm. While like a really great musician can do like a two note solo and just like kill it with just like a couple of you know, yeah so it's interesting the, the, feel, the feel so that's 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 what you're talking about like where you can you look at a chef's plate and it's like there's just too many things going on yeah trying too hard to do too many things to impress mm-hmm. and that's what that's the that's the the irony of both the soul like when when i hear like a a young musician that's just jamming shit into their solo or something and it's like they're doing it strictly for the purpose of impressing other people yeah but at the same time you're 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 like doing the opposite for, to the people that actually know what the fuck 
actually matters. It's kind of mm-hmm. interesting. And I think for maybe chefs, it's similar where you, you see a, you see a plate that's just like a bunch of shit going on. It's like, yeah. Red. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, man. All right. Let's see. Tips for packaging a ramen kit. 60 tips for packaging. I'm going to change it. This is from BS Marezza. He's place. asking tips for packaging a ramen kit. Is that, is that your friend? I don't know. Okay. Tip, tips for packaging a ramen kit. And uh, I'm going to add by yourself, 50 kits by yourself. Fuck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, tips for packaging. Like, how do you, what's the logistics of that? Like, how do you prep the, the, the days that you're prepping? Like, what are you prepping first? Are you packaging as, you, as you're going? Or is it like you make everything no, at uh, once, then you put it? Like, everything at once, put it together, because that's how it should be. That's efficiency. Yeah. Um, of course, I'll, I'll usually start with the noodles first, because I like my noodles to age like at least three days. Okay, interesting. Um, and then the broth will be next. While the broth's going, I'll do like chashu and other things that can hold, you know. Um, then like today was finishing, like just, I missed the chives. I, um, sliced the chashu, sliced the lemon slices and then packaged, packaged everything up. And today took six hours. So Damn. first day was eight hours. Second day was about eight hours and today was six hours. Damn. It's a lot of hours. Yeah. And this is the first one actually that I, I packaged everything. Like a complete bowl. What were you doing prior? Like, just like noodles and broth. Oh, I see. Storage see. space is fucked. Like I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tantan came in. I did the, the ground, the mincemeat and mm-hmm. bok choy and noodles and broth. That's it. Yeah, but um, it just also be mindful of what you're purchasing as far as containers and shit because that will all add to the food cost. Yeah, know? yeah. The food isn't just food cost. For food, food, yeah, food isn't just food costs. It's the other um, uh, things you're buying too, like the packaging and and also labor. You know, it, I, here's one thing I'm funny about the funny thing about me. Like it's if it's just when it's because it's just me, I don't care about labor. Of course, I feel it later. My body's fucking hurting, <laughs> but it's, I don't count that into food cost. I don't uh-huh. know why. I, I've I've never done it that way, but. If you're trying to start out doing kids and shit, like just be mindful of your body too. Going back to the health thing, mm-hmm. and just try to start the things. Of course, that take the longest first, and then stuff that you can do while doing something else, like the broth, and then using chashu because the broth's going. You're not constantly need to be there the first couple of hours, and just time everything. Just just time everything. And then uh, do, do, you feel like, do you feel like it's gotten like faster as you've been doing it? Cause you've been doing it for, you've been making ramen for like a long time. Do you feel oh, like yeah. it's, yeah. Just, just like anything it's you, you get shit down. Cool. The, the chat really wants me to ask this question. So Steph is asking, what are exa- what are some examples of restraint in ramen that you've seen? Don't know, don't know exactly how to answer that question. Like what, what, what's, okay. What's the, what's an example of not restraint? Like you, like a young chef that's 
trying to impress somebody like what's the opposite example of that and then we can kind of figure out what the <laughs> let's uh let's, like. let's let's put like all three titles in one bowl and <laughs> put like fucking all kinds of fucking garnishes microgreens again you know like 12 different kinds of fucking meat or just just overdoing it just just don't fucking do that it's interesting <laughs> that's what that's kind of like ramen in the west is like though right it's yeah like toppings like toppings yeah. is what are what people rave about oh yeah. the, the egg was perfect like I, I gave some kits out to some of my friends uh-huh. and that's all they said oh the, and my, my ramen must have really fucking sucked because they're like oh the eggs was the per-, like you know like that's but that's kind of like the uh what people think about with ramen it's like the toppings and stuff it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting no she's gonna rephrase the question okay Since let's rephrase the question <laughs> it's gonna be Okay, wait. Well, I'm not. I don't yeah. want just dead air yeah, while she's right? typing up the chat. <laughs> so, oh, there it is. But, oh, she did. She edit it. Yeah, she she just sent it out. Okay. I don't see anything. It says, "Let me rephrase it." Huh. Is that better? It's, it's uh, so she asked, like, how do you pare down ramen to the to its basic shit and give some examples on basic bitch ramen? Okay, okay. Where did you, I didn't even see that. Okay, good. I'm glad that you saw that. I'm not. <laughs> not to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> How do I give some examples? Jesus. Am I really just fucking drunk now? I can't. <laughs> can't comprehend this question. <laughs> Fuck you, Steph. Making me answer bullshit. <laughs> There's somebody else that had another question. I just reminded me. Andreas had to check my DMs, and so there's a reminded me that there's somebody else. I wanted a DM question too. I'll answer you later, Steph. One-on-one. Oh man, what well, whatever I was listening <laughs> to the podcast. Okay, well, exactly. Like, like what? What do you think are the minimal toppings that you could add to like a bowl of ramen? I said minimal would be nagi, uh, chashu of some sort. Egg, uh, menma. Mm-hmm. Your your poison menma. Yeah, I, I fucking my poison menma. <laughs> shows fucking. I, I honestly did my feel my throat kind of close up a little bit, but not, oh, are you serious? Like a lot. Yeah, oh, those are. Damn. I I just thought because I, I I smoked, so I, I thought it was just like another smoke thing. Which uh, I had a cigarette in like four days, so I'm kind of edgy. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to quit. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Just, just those ingredients for me work. I don't need. I don't even. I don't even need egg sometimes. I just, for me, I would like negi menma. Mm-hmm. I don't need chashu. That that's I, I, yeah. that's me too. Negi I love menma. menma more than anything in the, in the bowl. Yeah, good menma. Good menma. It's hard good to. Menma. It's hard to get that anywhere. I got to try to figure yeah. out how to make it myself with the real way with the those um the those sticks. Like that part, Kanda said it's like the the hard part at the bottom of the, uh, to get those like kind of like block looking ones. It's not huh. like the tip part. It's like kind of like the bottom yeah. part of the, the bamboo shoot. So, huh? I gotta try to pick some. Send me some. All Just right. not yeah. or I'll try to kill myself. <laughs> don't, don't do that, please. <laughs> I won't. I gotta say, way of ramen kills uh, aspiring young chef. <laughs> Southern California with this poison. Sorry, not so young chef. <laughs> oh, 
Steph hates when we say that we're old. <laughs> right. I mean, well, she's old too, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Andre Key asked this on Instagram. He wanted me to check my DM. So he says, my dad's friend is opening a ramen shop soon. He really mm-hmm. likes my ramen and wants me to go down there a few days a week, presumably as an advisor or to help develop the recipes or something like that. Mm-hmm. If I were to take this, what advice would you give me? I have no commercial kitchen experience. Well, one, make sure they fucking pay you. <laughs> um, just break it down like you do too with your bowls. Just take it one step at a time. You know, I mean, of course, you're going to have to have a time limit because you're consulting and shit. Just know what you're talking about. Be confident with it. And make sure you get paid is the biggest part. Because mm-hmm. if you're good at something, never do something for free. If you're fucking good at it, I do free. One, shit one of my first time. chefs, yeah, one of my first chefs. Well, I know <laughs> you shouldn't, but you know, free. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't. Here, let, let, me, let me say, let me Venmo you like forty bucks nah. right now. <laughs> but I, I understand what you're saying because it's your skill, right? Like it's your, yeah, yeah. it's your, your you it's something you work your ass off for. Yeah, so yeah. Why I do for free? Start charging for this podcast, man. <laughs> no, no. The, I, I, Mike, me and Mike talked about it, and I agree with Mike's thing. It's like um, the knowledge. I mean, as far as, as far as like, I feel like this podcast is kind of like a dissemination of knowledge of people. I, that's what I'm trying to do anyway. It's like get people on here that know more than me, and get them to share what they know about making ramen or selling ramen, mm-hmm. so that people can kind of learn from that. Because I think that's what one of the biggest things that was missing from the ramen world. And also I get to learn. So it's like, it's like I'm getting, I'm getting free lessons yeah. in every single episode. So likewise, I'm learning shit too. So awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't really got any more questions. The other one was one from um, Garrett and we actually answered it already. You okay. answered it many times. So I'm not going to ask you again. Um, I think that's about it. You guys got any more questions in the chat? I don't know if this chat thing works for podcasts because I feel like it kind of throws off the oh. flow, but I kind of enjoy. Bit, you know. I kind of enjoy reading the chat a little bit too. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking like back and forth. Like not a lot, but it's enough. But uh, yeah, Steph was saying, "Don't be a weasel, nor a shoemaker. Stay organized." And me's, yeah, definitely keep your fucking me's. Uh, have everything ready. Mise en place. For you, for you those that know know what mise en place is, it's a French term for everything. Literally translates to everything in its place, and it. Regard, it's in regards to prep, mental prep, physical prep. Mm. It's good. So make idea. sure you're ready. You know, make sure you're prepped and your line station is. So for this guy, just make sure he's, <laughs> make sure everything's, you're, make sure you have everything ready to go. I, I, I just like laugh because that's like, if anybody ever saw how I filmed the videos, it is like the opposite of <laughs> what you should be doing. And like, it's like, it's like, I'll, I'll be like doing something like, oh, fuck it. Where is that? And I'll be like looking for it, like in the fridge and stuff, pull it out. You just threw yourself under the bus, man. What the hell? No, no. It's like, it's just hilarious. And so like, it's all the magic of editing. It makes it look like I have yeah. everything. To, but it's like every single one, it's like, oh, fuck, where's that thing? And I'm like looking for it and like going to the fridge and getting it out and that's fine. Okay, the last question is they really want you to answer this because in, in from the chat. Would you rather fight 100 Jiro sized Namas or one Nama sized Jiro? <laughs> I didn't even read it, so I started reading oh. it out loud. 
Would you rather fight 100 Euro size Namas or one Nama size Jiro? Nama size Jiro. The one Nama size Jiro. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what. Uh, I love how like Nama has kind of become the unofficial mascot of the Way of Ramen uh, right, right. server. Like Melt is like the protagonist. He's like the 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 the, the, the hero's journey is Melt uh-huh. is taking that on, and uh, but Nama is kind of like the unofficial, <laughs> the gritty mascot or some somebody. Yeah, like did that. the the first day I was a, a part of the the Discord. <laughs> they went on like, oh, this guy's this guy's a fucking troll. Oh, you. <laughs> No, uh, fucking Nama. Or no, Nama? Like, <laughs> no, Nama's not trolling in a, not a, in a sense, but you know, just, I, I, I kind of knew something was up. No, Nama is great, <laughs> man. I, I love Nama Japan. He was, he was one of the first subscribers that I ever had on the YouTube channel, so oh, I'm, all, I'm forever grateful for Nama Japan because... <laughs> Maybe I'm just blind. I don't know. It's, no. just what, it's what I picked up on. I don't know. No, he's great. He's great. I don't know what everybody else feels about him, but I, I love Nama. Mm. All right, Good. guys. Uh, I think that's about it for this one. Thank you so much, Alex, for coming on and sharing for your, having me. your story and, and being so open and honest. I really do appreciate it. Can you tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram and your next pop-ups or anything if you want to get a kit in Southern California? Instagram would be Romani on the uh, YouTube name here. And uh, next, just, just follow me. And then I usually post stories and uh, actual posts when I'm selling for it's like a pre pre order so people can see when I'm sending out actually after that then post them. And just I, I usually have the link to the order form in my bio so just, just look out for that and then, and then uh, you're gonna go hit up Ernie pretty soon so we'll keep an eye out for that too and uh, oh, yeah. yeah thanks man appreciate thanks, it thanks man yeah Thanks so much again to Alex for coming on and being so open and honest about everything he's going through. I had a great time talking and I personally learned a lot from you. So thanks, man. If you want to follow Alex, you can find him on Instagram at Darth.Gastronomy. It's kind of, I, I, you guys heard in the podcast, I didn't realize what he was trying to do with that until he told me. There's ramen in it, so it's gas, like gastronomy, but the end of it is like ramen-y, like ramen with a Y at the end. So I'll just link it up in the show notes and ridiculous to try to explain it but yeah follow him there and he also has his um, pop-up brand ramen tayose i'll link that up in the show notes as well as always you can follow me on instagram at way of ramen hit me up if you have any ideas of guests you'd like to hear in the podcast and i'll do my best to get them on if you like this podcast you can support the show on a patreon patreon.com slash way of ramen and as always you can find me making terrible ramen in hawaii on youtube by searching way of ramen and i should pop up there Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it, guys. I'll see you all in the next episode. Peace.